Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hey, 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 and welcome to episode 94 of How You About You. It's your girl Shanice from K-Pop Box. And Shay from The K-Way. And on this podcast, we love hanging out with you guys, talking through the hottest K-news, your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, and everything in between. Yes, so if you want to join the conversation, make sure you hit us up on socials at How You At You. And don't forget to rate us and send us love on all yes. podcasting platforms. So yes. If you're ready, let's sit back, relax, and let's get it started. Yes, so our very first segment, per usual, is Hot Topics, aka BBC Shanice, where we're going to give you a rundown of the hottest K-news that's come up over the past week or so. So Shanice, spill the beans. Kim Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Kim Garam maintains her innocence. Since leaving La Seraphim, Kim Garam uploaded a statement to her friend's Instagram showing her side for the first time since leaving. She apologizes and shares that she was scared that her dreams would be shattered due to her past, especially as time went on. She firmly states that she never hit or inflict violence, smoked or drank alcohol or was forced to transfer school or bullied anyone. Regarding the actual incident that led to Garam receiving a degree five disciplinary action from the School of Violence Committee, she explained in her first year of middle school, a classmate referred to as you was gossiping and uploading photos of other students in their underwear. She uh-huh. says, thinking that I was helping the victim, I confronted you and while doing so, I also swore. At the time, I did not notice the difference between majority and minority, so I was unable to think deeply about why confronting you was a mistake. She shared and she thought she was being loyal, but looking back, she understands that she made immature choices and she was immature about the way that she went about things. She reflected on on her two weeks of promotions with La Seraphim as her dreamlike and unforgettable period before adding... I am working hard to become a better person. I'm endlessly thankful to my precious fans who love and support me. In response to Kim Garam's post, Hype, her former agency, shared, due to the termination of Kim Garam's contract, further comments are inappropriate, so there's nothing for us to say. Before La Seraphim debuted in early April, Source Music released their first statement denying Kim Garam's bullying allegations, and she began her temporary hiatus in May. In July, it was officially announced that Kim Garam's contract with Hype was terminated and that she was leaving the Seraphim. Garam also shared the full report from the School Violence Committee on her friend's Instagram as well. The report is very detailed and goes into, um, goes into depth about the situation. Many wondered why Hype just didn't share this in the first place, but they literally said in a statement saying the same things that you know, it's not as it seems, but they weren't allowed to release the actual document. And in my opinion, 
I feel like the backlash was a bit much online and it mm. kind of outweighed, you know, their debut and it probably had a lot of mental strain on the other members and also on Kim Garam as well. Because a lot of you, I'm sorry, a lot of you were not neutral. Like, I feel like we were neutral. We were just mm. like, we don't know whoever's in the right or whoever needs to be punished should be punished, but we don't know all the ins and outs. But there were countless videos, countless comments, like, kick her out, kick her out. And now that she's posted this document, which essentially says what Hybe was saying, okay, was she completely innocent? No, did she go about things the wrong way? Probably, but at the same time, she's a child. She was, she was in middle school. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like mm. it's it's unfair that, you know, she was removed. But I understand why she was removed from the group because of how things panned I just, out. Yeah, too much damage was done. Like even I, I've listened obviously through what you just shared, but I haven't delved into this whole situation more than what I've mainly heard on here and other places online. But one, too much damage was done. So I don't think it would be right for the group or her if she continued to promote mm -hmm. with them or um go down that road but i i i'm not of the notion like oh fight fire with fire and eye for an eye if we found out that someone was a bully that wouldn't condone online bullying of that person exactly we can educate them we can hold them accountable we could take the appropriate next steps but i think where it's like oh this person's a bully or they done x y and z let's do the same to them i saw countless posts of like people saying oh like the group looks better already she's not there mm -hmm. or x y and z about her or i've even seen things about her family and other stuff and in no way would that help the overall situation and it doesn't make a situation any better if fans or the online k community now becomes bullies to was she a minor when all of this was going down she's still a minor oh yeah like she's to like a kid or something let me double check how old she is mm. so in like in no way are we standing up for her wrongdoings or the part that she did play i'm quite impartial like i didn't really yes. know much about the group as they came out i just mainly heard all of this uproar but i don't think that's the i've not Okay, this might sound bad. We're not condoning mm. what she's done. But I've heard of idols that have done 10 times worse. Yes. That are still supported, that still promote. I'm not saying that she should have still been promoting and all this stuff. But I don't like the double standard. She's a child. She can be held accountable for her actions and educated. But bullying is never okay. That's my main issue with this whole situation. Yeah, so she's 16 at this current time. Wow. So she's, still a, she's still a child. Even so like I, as a kid dealing with all of that, once again, not standing up for yeah. her, but you're going through your own changes. You're, you've just delved into this like really intense line of work and the whole internet is trying to convince you to jump off of a building. Like that's mm. a lot. And again, I've, I haven't read the full report report, mm. um, but from what I've, what I gathered from it, from what I skimmed was essentially what I said before in the other episodes is the fact that, you know, she stood up for someone and it kind of escalated that way. It wasn't necessarily that she was bullying. Again, I could be mm. wrong, but that's what I personally took from it. 
because I, I still feel like this is extreme, the fact that she's not in the group anymore and her contract is terminated. Maybe, you know, maybe after a couple of years or whatever, she may, if she wants to, she wants to re-debut as a soloist or whatever. Hopefully through her posting the report, she's able to start again. Mm-hmm. But it's like, where do we draw the line? Because I feel like, for example, if I was going to debut in a group and I had a fight in high school, would I then be tarnished because I had a fight in high school? Hmm. And I'm talking about not me picking on someone, not me starting a fight, me literally trying to defend myself. Yeah. And I win, right? (laughs) Imagine you defend yourself, you actually win. So you, I'm not, I'm not like endorsing violence, but I'm just saying for this scenario, I end up in a fight. I end up slapping someone. They start crying. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I get in trouble because I've slapped someone. Even though this person slapped me first, but they're the one that's doing all the dramatics, crying and all of this. So now this is on my report that I was on a, I was in a fight. And now I get dragged through the mud by the public because I was defending myself. Like, where do we draw the line? And as you said before, yeah. there's been other idols, and I do feel like the women get get worse. Mm-hmm. There are other idols that are grown, that have debuted, that are doing a madness, like police involved, yep. court cases, and you have people like, um, but, like, Make it make sense. I think that's my main thing around this whole situation. Like, one, all the things we've said already. But also, especially with minors, I feel like cases should be dealt with privately. I know it's sort of out out of, Mm. like, people's hands. Like, say, if a victim or someone that is involved in a situation decides to go online. But I think from that point, I don't know if there are laws. Like, this isn't a law podcast or, like, a a true crime (laughs) podcast. But... If there are like certain laws or things in place that are like people that post about this or spread malicious content, like legal action can be taken. Because mm. like you're in essence, especially given their age, you're doing all of this around children, like posting images, incorrect information, or these other misleading elements when it's say whoever it is, not even just for this case, mm. say they did have something to do with a situation. The most effective way to solve it for both parties is for it to be done on a personal level, like um, student to student, family to family, and be have it dealt with that way mm. rather than all of this other stuff. I'm sure in the mix of all of this, there have been other students that maybe went to the schools whose public information have been, private information have been shared and all of this other stuff. Like, that's what terrifies me. The fact that these people are kids. Yeah. They're not kids, but they're still minors. They are kids. Like, <laughs> they are. It's crazy. Yeah. And another part that um, some people have brought up, some people theorise, this is not my theory, I'm not saying I, I agree, but people were saying, did Hybe have an inkling about this before and try to use this kind of controversy in a way to boost their girl group? But I don't think that would have been necessary Mm. yes in the industry like companies might do things and x y and z but i feel like this has tarnished the group and probably 
the overall company and caused extra costs and inconveniences and all. I don't think it was something that would have been planned. Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make, make sense. sense. You could have like this polarizing story and then it fades out after a bit. But I'm sure they've had to like pay legal fees and all of this mm. other crazy stuff. It wouldn't have been cheap. Not that they can't afford it, but it just wouldn't make sense in my eyes. Mm. I really hope that Garam is in a good mental place because she's still a child. She's 16. And I hope whatever she decides to do, she's able to grow and learn from this situation because mm. she's a child. But anyways, this um, hot topic is going to be short because this Kim Golan thing is long. So the last thing that I'm going to say is Esper makes history with their latest mini album. So Esper's second mini album, Girls, have sold over a over one 1.6 million copies in july okay. alone um this is according to the circle chart which is formerly known as the gay on chart i didn't even know they changed the name but mm. more news for you in less than a month girls has managed to set a new record for the highest sales achieved by any girl group album in the history of the chart overtaking blackpink's the album which held the previous record for best-selling girl group album of all time at present girls and the album are the only two girl group albums in history to have surpassed the one million sales mark esper also became the fastest female k-pop artist in history to enter the top three of the billboard 200 in the united states with girls becoming only the third album by a female k-pop act ever being in the chart in the top three which is and the other two were obviously Blackpink's the album and Twice, Twice's, it sounds so weird saying Twice's, <laughs> um, Twice's Formula of Love. So uh, oh, congratulations wow. as for doing their thanks. I wonder what like new building they're going to be responsible for at oh, <laughs> But yeah, that is Hot Topics, Hot Hot Topics. If there's any stories you want us to comment on, or you want to comment on a story, make sure you hit us up on socials at how you at you. Okay, moving on to our next segment called Say What, where you send your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, stories, games, etc. You can send that all to howut at gmail.com. That's howut at gmail.com. Or you can submit a form at kpopbox.co.uk forward slash how you at you. So Shay, take it away. Okay, so our very first unpopular opinion for today is 90% of idols have little to no stage presence. They just look pretty and fans conflate that with actual stage presence. And I feel like more groups should have their own universes and storylines like SM does and Ning Ning deserves more hype. <laughs> okay, so for the first part, um, this person believes that 90% of idols have little to no stage presence and they just look pretty and fans conflate that with actual stage presence. I, do I agree with this? Do I not? I feel like I'm in the middle. I'm in the mm-hmm. middle. I feel like they're, I'm not saying that these idols are not talented. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But, and I don't know if this is just my opinion because I've been in this space for a long time, in a sense, the K-pop space. Yeah. So it may take something a bit more to wow me than maybe a couple years ago. I feel like a lot of groups now, especially like live 
performances. They're just going through the motions. Like I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the X factor. Do you know what I mean? I'm not seeing mm-hmm. that wow. I'm not seeing why this company chose you over Benjamin. Like, because both of you and Benjamin are very talented. But, you know, because you're here now, you've got, you've got to give me some pizzazz. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to not the idols individually, but maybe the companies themselves because they want to perceive everything as perfect. And I mm-hmm. think that that's why we're not seeing that. I feel like the, the specialness and that energy comes from little mistakes that they have or mm-hmm. little different ways that they may change up a stage performance or just hearing them sing live. It doesn't need to... No, they're human. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. need to be... They don't need to hit that note all the time. Sometimes hearing them do a variation of the song or singing the song a little different, it adds a bit of spice. It adds a bit of, oh, this is this is new. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, so, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I think, I don't know if it's a stage presence issue as such, but I think mm. very similar to what you're saying. There is, not that there hasn't been in the past, because that is sort of what K-pop is creating this fantasy, but things nowadays have to be like very perfect and polished yes. so we sometimes don't even see like idols dancing as hard as we know they can e- excluding sand from this conversation because he does <laughs> not care <laughs> but, like sometimes we don't see them like go all the way because it's just like very like oh it has to be like prim and proper and like the shots have to be perfect so everything's quite gentle with the few exceptions i think sometimes i have heard and this isn't to do with certain groups or artists I can't name one off the top of my head but we do I do see those like TikTok videos like oh my gosh this x person's stage presence is amazing and they're just pretty like they don't have the best <laughs> stage presence they're yeah. just pretty and maybe that's a stage presence-ness in its own but um I sort of when I think of stage presence I'll be like oh my gosh like when that person's performing they capture everyone's attention not just yes. because of how they look but because of the energy they bring or like exactly. how immersed they are. Um, for example, someone that pops up in this unpopular opinion later on, Ning Ning. Like when I see her perform, she she's amazing. Not discrediting the rest of Espa, but I'm like, wow, she's doing her thing. And I'm sure that's not even like her 100%. Yeah. So I think we're just wanting to see, like you said, not everything has to be perfect. And like all the crust cut off and the edges perfectly sharp. But sometimes it's just... Having that real raw Yeah, that, that rawness. Mm. And I also feel like as well, it could be because of how comebacks are constructed as well. Mm-hmm. If you have so many comebacks straight after each other, like you can't, for example, make the choreography become kind of second nature to you because you just learned it 15 minutes ago. I know I'm exaggerating, but mm-hmm. that's how it feels. So for example, if we let's talk about Esper because... There's been a lot of discourse online about Esper's not giving or this particular member's not giving and da 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 da. They were like this before, but now they're like this and they look tired or whatever the case may be. Like there's all this back and forth, right? And they always compare it to, you know, how strong their debut was. But I feel like what people forget as well, for a debut, they have like a good year to really know well, yeah it's like everything's been building up to that no yeah. but what i mean in the sense of like the actual song or the actual oh, yeah. mm-hmm. choreography like 
they have sub like I can't even think I can't English uh, can't English but they have a huge amount of time to let that choreo marinate they dance it in a way that fits their bodies adding their extra flair to it they know the song I'm not saying that they don't know their songs like back to front but they have more ample time to know the song back to front so by the time they do debut in most cases because not every debut is the same but in most cases it's like first of all it's the adrenaline they have that hunger and then secondly they have that fresh slate and they they've had that material to marinate a bit so they can show off they could show up do you know what i mean Mm. Yeah, but if you know you just debuted in January and your next comeback's in February, of course, like unless both materials were learned around the same time, you've just spaced it out that way. You're not gonna have the same vim or flair or whatever as the first one. Yeah, I, I can I can see that perspective. I think also another way to look at and this won't apply to every group and every artist. But in my opinion, Esper is still in a very early phase of their career. Uh, it feels like we they've been around for longer than they have been, in my opinion. But certain groups may be figuring out what works right, especially if you're quite an experimental group or from an experimental agency. You might still be figuring out, or like, what does this work like? Or maybe something that worked really well in a music video doesn't feel the same when mm. performed live. I've seen that opinion quite a few times about I think one of Esper's latest songs, like the video looks amazing and then people aren't quite feeling it as much for the live stage performances. So I think those elements sort of fall into it as well. Yeah, and I also feel like that's another thing and I think that's the reason why the whole stage presence comes into play as well because Mm -hmm. a lot of recent choreography is played up for camera movements So if I'm going to see you live, of course it's not going to have that same impact because I can't zoom in and zoom out my eyes and go to, (laughs) you know, like do camera angles with my eyes. So it's kind of lost like what stage performance was meant to be. Yeah. So there there are a few elements, but I I sort of do get where this person's coming Mm -hmm. from to some extent. Um, And then the next part of this unpopular opinion, this person said, I feel like more groups should have their own universes and storylines like SM does. I don't think like groups need to have their own universe or storylines, but they need to have a strong stance of who they are, what what Mm. they are about. Not this whole free nilly stuff. (laughs) Or not even free nilly, like it's fine to experiment and see what sounds work, what sounds don't, that's not what I'm saying. But there should be like a core essence of, okay, this is what this group is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they, like, I feel like the universe situation, the storylines work for SM sometimes. Even like SM stands feels this a bit <laughs> overboard, but it works for them. But I don't think every company or every group needs that. To Like, I feel like they should have a clear colour or something to do with like their fandom or their overall concept. But, um, yeah, I don't feel like they need strong universes to some, yeah, in that way. Storylines are cool, but I think sometimes storylines that pan out over maybe like every music video or every song can make fans get caught up on figuring out like, what does that mean? What does this mean? Rather than just immersing themselves in the music and in the moment. Mm. 
Um, but I'm not against it. If it works, it works. Um, and then on to the last part of this person's unpopular opinion. Ning Ning deserves more hype. I love Ning Ning. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> That's the tweet. That's the tweet. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how she's treated compared to the other members in terms of like friend, like the, the people on the internet, not necessarily Esper themselves. Cause I don't, yeah. I don't follow Esper like that. I haven't seen anything bad. I don't think that's what this person means, but I think I saw somewhere that Karina is actually the lead dancer in the group. Interesting. I don't know if that's true, and that's nothing against Karina's dancing. Once again, like I feel like I see Esper here and there. I hardly watch all the music videos, but I I would have thought that the lead dancer would have been Ning Ning. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe she is, but um, we can research and reconvene. Yeah. Yeah, my Esper knowledge is not great, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> like Esper pop quiz. Like, um, <laughs> pass. Um, okay, and on to our next unpopular opinion. This person said, I really can't bring myself, in brackets, a black woman, to listen to or enjoy K hip hop anymore. Why? Because one, a lot of Koreans and K hip hop artists don't actually like black people. And two, a lot of them just put on this caricature of a black person and rarely know, understand, or appreciate the origins of hip hop and the struggle attached. I agree. I agree. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I feel like a lot of hip hop artists, Korean hip hop artists, it's a char- it's a character to them. It's a character. It looks cool. They want to be very swag, very hip, yo yo yo. And that's what I think it's about. Obviously not every Korean hip-hop artist is like this but i just feel like a lot of them just try to mirror what they see or what they think is cool and i don't think they're adding to the korean hip-hop conversation like every person doesn't need to rap about a lambo that they don't have or (laughs) big booty girls that are not the norm in korea let's be real so let me hear about, you know, your dad left you and your mom had two jobs and you had to pick her up in yeah. monsoon season. And like contextually and like res- respectfully, yeah, everyone, like, ha- like talk about your own struggle. Don't create a struggle and make this character and yeah. Because the thing is as well with some, with some Korean artists as well, hip hop artists, they will do something that's insensitive to the black community. Mm-hmm. And then the black community will say, hey, we don't like that. Can you not do that? And they were like, shut up, bro. You don't know nothing. This is my hood or whatever rubbish. You know what's just come to mind? It's like when a, a, a scandal will happen or an issue or the black community are like, Oh, like we don't quite like this. Can you not do it? And then fans are like, "But they're from America." Oh my gosh, I hate that. I hate it so much. So, what does that mean? And it's true. Like some of them, not saying you to create hip hop music. You need to, you need to learn about Slick Rick and the eighties and where sampling came from. Like no one's saying that, but just respect where you get it from. And it's just like when 
we as black people say we don't like this or this is offensive they don't get it but if i don't know if i did something offensive like for example i took a traditional handbook i don't know and i start throwing my ass in a circle and doing some foolishness or whatever you have every right to be offended you understand yo don't disrespect our traditional clothing so i don't mm. understand when we're like but there's such a god and or they or they try to put yeah but i've donated to black lives matter i'm like what's that going to do with anything like what does that mean what does that even mean like do you want a medal like i'm confused yeah like and we're by saying this we're not saying that everyone in that space can only no. make music that sounds like this but some good examples and i can't fully endorse them i'm just going off of what i've heard would be artists like ph1 i've never at least from what i've seen i haven't seen him try to create this caricature he just talks about what he wants to talk about his feelings being a homebody or whatever he struggles with and it doesn't always have to be about struggles but mm. i've never been like uh like he's crossing the line i haven't listened to everything and i don't follow him that closely but at least from what i've seen or someone like zion t he spoke about like wanting his family to be happy and like not wanting to see them struggle that's his struggle and he can talk about you don't have to make this like tough like quote-unquote gangster story or create this caricature and then you're upset when people feel some type of way about it because you actually had a really sheltered life and there's no quote-unquote real ghetto in korea so yeah but we we get this person's um perspective so thank you for sharing super random but i think even through like some fans either okaying things or inflating and changing stories i fully thought that degu was the ghetto for a really long time like i thought they had gun crime and all of these crazy things because of the way people talk about like how sugar grew up and all this crazy stuff so just just be you and you don't need to do all this extra stuff so yeah, that's that one. And then on to our very last unpopular opinion for today. This person said, not every twice member needs a solo, and Yuna from Itzy is a bit of a pick me. Um <laughs> when I think of twice, respectfully, mm -hmm. I I just see them as a unit. I don't think everyone needs to go solo. Like just in general, not just twice, just but like some individuals are better in groups i don't know if that's the plan for everyone to go solo and if it is uh, i'm here for it because i would like to see what elements of or other size they'll bring out because uh -huh. i literally see twice as one person I'm not saying they're not individuals yeah i get what you mean i have no objections around groups wanting almost every member to have like solo activities but i don't think it should be a forced thing um i would like to sort of see i think similar to what you just said like i've always seen twice like this one unit but even from i hope i don't mispronounce her name like is it nayang mm -hmm. she just recently had the pop solo thingy that was really cool i liked being able to see oh like this is her on her own sort of thing i don't think everyone needs that and especially if they don't want that i think mm -hmm. solo activities in general i don't think all of them have to be music related like if someone wants to go into acting a little bit and they want to be in a movie or a drama i think that can be cool 
Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes fans pioneer for everyone to have to have solo activities. But that person might not actually want that or exactly. be that interested. So, And then the, the latter part of this person's unpopular opinion, they said, and Yuna from Itzy is a bit of a pick-me. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. Like, what, what I need context. I think she has a, a, a funny, quirky, interesting personality. But I don't know if I'd... Maybe I haven't observed her enough. I don't yeah, know if I I'd don't know about this. count her as a pick-me. Yeah, like what warrants her as a pick-me? Like where, where, where has this come from? Hmm. Because in some people's eyes, she's probably done something. Or are we just throwing words out there? <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess it def- depends on how you define a pick-me. Like, yes, have I seen funny videos of her when like, she's very aware or like trying to act overly cute about something but i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's to the extreme of trying to be a pick me like Mm. it's just her doing her so yeah if anyone has any examples or wants to send us a reference for this case um (laughs) that would be cool (laughs) but yes yes those are all of our unpopular opinions for today remember if you want us to break down any of your unpopular opinions stories or requests you can submit them anonymously at kpopbox.co.uk forward slash you at you or you can send them to us on socials and now it's time for on the radar where me and Shanice will let you know if there's anything that we're watching listening to or anything we want to put you guys onto so Shanice what's on your radar I guess on my radar, everyone just look out for Fatu's mixtape from Black Swan. Mm. She's meant to have a mixtape, so I don't know when it's going to drop. I know she released like a, a little teaser thing recently. I haven't been able to hear it or see it, so I don't know how much she's teasing. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm intrigued, so I guess that's on my radar. Nice. Um... For me, oh, I haven't been watching anything really. I started to read a new webtoon. Um, it's called No Marriage is Perfect. And it's basically mm. this couple and they initially get married for like business purposes. I think they're both from like these big tycoon families or something like that. And it just makes sense for them to get married or something. Or at least the guy is from like this wealthy family. So they mm. get married. They don't really know each other. She's just like the least annoying or like the least opposed he is out of to out of all the people that he's been on dates with so he's just like oh let's get married then he disappears for like two years um and then he comes back and then he's like to her let's get a divorce and she's like what yeah um then she has like an accident of some sort um, something that caused like a head injury and I think she has like a broken arm or something. So she pretends to have amnesia. Okay. Because you can't divorce someone who doesn't remember who you are, technically. Oh <laughs> so, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but it's it's been fairly interesting so far. That sounds hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, guys, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to How You Actually. Yes, and remember, if you have any unpopular opinions, stories, dilemmas, or requests, you can submit them anonymously on Shanice's website, which is kpopbox.co.uk forward slash you at you, or you can send them to us on socials. Yes, I've been Shanice from Kpopbox. You can follow me at kpopbox underscore on most things. 
And I've been Shay from The K-Way. You can follow me at The K-Way on most platforms. Yes. And until next time, we will holla at you. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.